0: Welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy. Today's episode is a follow-on really from the last episode on losing your job without losing yourself. That episode focused on women and the female perspective. Today's episode will focus on the male perspective, on what it's like to um, lose your job or to have a change in circumstances and what impact that might have on your physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. To help me tease this out, I have two guests with me today. One is Greg, who studied as a civil engineer in the early 90s in South Africa, and has worked in the construction industry for over 25 years, mostly being involved in projects that provide infrastructure such as bridges, tunnels, roads and water services um, to communities. Um, Really looking forward to to how he's going to help us structure today's episode and um, form a bridge between what we know and what we don't know, so very pleased to have you with us. Welcome Greg. Thank you Lucy. And we also have Sam, who um, has been an owner director of a packaging machinery company for over 25 years. It took it from a small $2 million to a $20 million company. No small feat, as we know, for anyone who has been in business. Um, started a contract packaging business and a machinery manufacturing business along the way. So a huge amount of upscaling experience. Um, and in this current climate i feel that that is um, incredibly relevant because when when we're in business there is an element of uh, needing to be able to predict the future to see what the future needs both both in engineering and in manufacturing you've got to read the future then provide the resources to help that future be ready when people are ready to go there would you both agree with that statement
1: yes definitely absolutely yeah
0: greg i understand that in a strange way this process of that that you've just gone through and it's very raw so i really appreciate you talking to us when when it only happened last week um This is a bit of a rerun from something that happened a few years ago, isn't it? So it's like a bit of Groundhog Day, but you've approached it completely differently this time. Can you share with us the difference between the the time you, you were made redundant before in a very similar global crisis and how it's different this time?
2: yeah absolutely it's 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 actually been fascinating to sit and reflect on on this question myself um 11 years ago almost exactly to the day uh, the gfc had hit in late 2008 which was the very moment that i immigrated with my family from south africa uh, to australia at that stage our youngest wasn't even two years old And we'd been in Australia about three months. I had started working on a a large project in Brisbane um, and the company that had brought me over were retrenching a lot of senior, senior staff. And I found myself three months in having to scramble to find another job to continue to live in Australia. And it was by far the, the most stressful two or three month period of my life. It, it was, it was living hell. It really was. Um, at, at that stage, as I say, we had very young children, um, financially we were still living on the, the South African Rand exchange into Australia. So life was day to day life was, was really expensive for us. Um, but in in the the first weeks that we had landed in Australia, we realised we couldn't ever go back to South Africa. The the way that our children responded to to living in this environment, free of the toxicity of effectively living in a war zone, um, meant that you know w- when we saw that transformation in them, there was there was just no no way we were going to return. So I felt as the the sort of the sole breadwinner at the time, a huge, huge responsibility on my shoulders to to somehow make this all work, and I had no no clue how I could. I didn't have a single business contact. I knew that, in fact, the only person that I knew in Brisbane was the chap I'd been at at university with, who had got me the job in in the first place. So he wasn't going to be of any further support to me. Um, it really, really was a harrowing period. Um, and as I say, eleven years on, and I found myself um, in front of the owner of the business last week, um, and he had he made the decision that he was wanting to restructure the business. He was needing to downsize the business somewhat. Um, my role in senior management in in the company was essentially. He was going to take that over again. He had sort of stepped back over the past few years, um, and was wanting to actively re-engage um, himself. And didn't it didn't need two of us to to run the ship. Um, and the contrast between how I was back then to how I am now is is it's absolute day and night. Um, I was I was aware of a lead up to this. I was I was able to to read and and recognise signs over the past several months in our general relationships um, that indicated that there was there was change afoot, um, and so this time round I was I was well aware of the possibility. In fact, you know if. If it was my business and I was in issues, I would have done exactly what he had done. So it made perfect sense for me that there was there was only space for one senior manager in the business, um, and no surprise really when he tapped me on the shoulder. Um, but even even with that, I, I still don't have any financial security to rely on. Um, and having had the foresight, I have have actually been actively looking in the marketplace the last several months um, with with no success to this point. But when I look back at 11 years ago and the absolute terror and turmoil that I felt in my life back then, looking back on it several years later, I could see how how beautifully orchestrated the whole outplay of life is, is it's all planned for us. We, you know, we're, we are mere pawns on a chess piece and, and there is a hand that moves us. Um, and I was oblivious to that back then clearly. And even if I had any inkling, I certainly wasn't trusting of that hand. Um But these days, I live, I live knowing very definitely that we are very much part of a, a far grander plan. Um, the universe is, it's no mystical thing out there. It, it, it very much is a part of who we are and we are a part of it. Um, and it, it, has, it has a major contribution in, in our lives. And recognizing that I now know, as I say, having looked back and seen how I had been guided and taken care of effectively by the universe, um, I now know absolutely within me that the moment I was tapped on the shoulder there was there was no angst there was there was no no struggle within me, no want for me to have to control the situation from here on out to go and find something. Um, I know that it will it will be planned and and where I'm needed next will unfold.
0: It sounds like in the first one you possibly didn't have time to consider how it affected you emotionally. You just had to you know get together, get yourself together and get that other job because your family were needing the income. This time it sounds like your family still need the income, but it hasn't wobbled you in the same way
2: no no absolutely not it's it's like i say it's 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 been a day and night reflection to me um, the The difference in knowing who I am and what i'm a part of just means that I can totally be totally trusting of the fact that the the next job, wherever it is, whatever it may be, however it may look, I can't necessarily have a preconceived notion. The more I can try and control the situation and force it in a particular direction that I think suits me, the less likely I am to find myself in the right place, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Does, does that mean that you... Um Looking less, or does that not change the fact that you are on the front foot in terms of looking?
2: No, absolutely, absolutely have to be have to be looking. Um, Like I say, in in the past several months, I've probably sent out twenty CVs and applications to to companies, and I'll I'll continue that process. I've also I have developed a bit of a a bit of a network over the past ten years. So I've spoken to a few people and just let them know that I'm no longer representing the company that I used to work for and I'm, I'm a free agent, so to speak.
0: Thank you. Sam, your story is very different, isn't it? Having been the owner of the company, having grown it from being um, a baby to uh, an enormous company which employed... Uh, a lot of people but could you flesh flesh out some of that that story for us and then and then maybe give us an idea of where the business changes happen for you
1: yeah I think reflecting back well just for the listeners I guess at this stage it's it's very relevant to a lot of companies that are going through their their COVID-19 challenges. So you know we over the years the company was you know, grew and grew and uh, my focus was purely work and I travelled constantly and the it was really a seven-day-a-week job for 25 years and it was flat out and um, then came a sudden time, you know, we were very profitable as a business and then suddenly at uh, at one point, just overnight, the business collapsed, but we were still profitable, um, which was quite interesting at the uh, at the time for everybody because it was certainly unexpected. Um, but there were very, you know, there were quite um, clear reasons for that happening. But I won't go into all those reasons on on this discussion. The um, Yeah, the thing that was quite interesting for everybody is how quickly, you know, 25 years of seven days a week and dedication suddenly stops. You know, that can be gone in four weeks, three weeks, uh, which uh, business owners know the stress that suddenly creates. So at the end of all of that, um, that sudden period, the whole body just decided to shut down which was uh quite a challenge from the stress so i went through a period that uh, i couldn't remember what i did an hour ago and so i got to the low of lows at that point but luckily my wife um, kept supporting and bringing through the what I needed to do keep me on track at the time, and with that was, you know, quite interesting. I probably have a lot of uh, connection to people who, who want to um, end end their life as they as it is, and and go to that point of no return because you get to that everything that you've done and known and built and you're recognized by has gone and then you can't remember anything. So you think what's, what's life about? What's it really doing and uh, why should I continue? There's nothing because this will be, uh, this will be frustrating. Um, but then over a period of, of recovery, the you spend some time soul searching and and looking at what's what's important and uh where where life is and what what you what to do next i guess is the is the next question but then overall you go back and and reflect on what was important and there are things that um, changed, and I was uh, one who was very focused on work and providing for the family, and and I believe that was my role. And I probably, in in reflecting back, the balance of what was what I was um, holding was not correct, and it 's taught me um, to to become a much more balanced person in with the family with everything else that 's going on and uh, it 's something that's so important for, for everybody is to get that that balance and to remove the self out of everything and and look, and and I suppose bring to bring to bring to life the the important things. So um, how the you know if I look back and see how the family was affected because I was travelling and working the whole time, I wasn't there a lot. So my wife really raised the kids, and I thought that was the way. But in in hindsight, that's definitely not the uh, the best way. They they need the father, they need people around, they need the people who love them around. So um, that's very important. And what sort of drove me was not money. Um, It was seeking something else, seeking something further. And now I've got a lot of sentiment in my, sentiment, right word, but a lot of um, settlement in my body that I don't need that that drive or that that um business or self anymore i'm very centered and what will happen will happen and um and very supported by everybody in that movement
0: again i'm hearing a really similar theme that when everything's taken away there is a a moment where you're given the clarity to reassess and re-evaluate and actually uh, consider what is important and what isn't because both of you had a clear provider role and you had clearly embraced that and taken that and for you Sam, it it clearly was challenged in a in a really big way to the point where you couldn't physically look for another job or start anything else even if you'd wanted to. Your body just said no
1: yeah that's definitely uh, that, that's correct and and I was probably the extreme of uh, circumstances, but I, I understand people right now will be going through the same type of thing. they've built a business, they've got everybody. You know, you're thinking of all the people you employ, um, all the people you, you know, all your suppliers and things like that, and and the effects, and all that pressure builds up on 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 top of that, um, and then you go through that period, which don't don't get despair, don't give up because it does get better, and you. Um, there's always light on the, on, on the other side. And it's very interesting now with this COVID-19, I was starting to get back into some projects and um, looking forward to specific stuff in, in different industries, different areas. So, you know, um, I have a lot of skill, skill big skill set and um, suddenly COVID-19 comes. So it stops it all again. So you could go back in your hole and go, whoa that's just nobody wants me to get ahead anymore yeah Um, or you can just say okay well that's just the way it is it will come back and we just park it for a while and we work out what else we do um so that's what i'm doing
0: yeah that sense of um uh, someone's targeting me or you know someone something doesn't want me to get ahead definitely comes up doesn't it when as you say, you're just getting back on your feet, and you get another blow, and that that, that is um, that is synonymous with that. Just starting out after uh, a painful experience, when you know you're sending each CV, and each CV takes a while. Each application takes a while to do. It's not you don't know, just throw them off like certainly I used to do when I was looking for my first job. Now it's a process of looking at the company seeing where you fit how what you can bring to the company what they can bring to you and it's a uh, there is an investment with of your energy and your time so when that as you say when something comes along that is it's a worldwide pause then it's asking you to actually uh, put yourself aside and actually see what perhaps might be a positive or a a different focus that you could take.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's, um, it opens up a lot of avenues and and you've just got to see it like that. Um, you know, it gives time to, to reflect. And when there's a a team involved, you know, your family and so forth, everybody pulls in where, where necessary and, 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 and where it needs to be and, uh, taking on the, the household role, from somebody who, who ran a big business and had um, 40, 50 staff to suddenly doing all the domestic duties and realizing how hard that really was um, is, is quite a nice reflection. And
0: uh, I have heard women say the same when, when they've brought up their children and something like this has happened. They've really appreciated the burden of responsibility of being the provider when those roles have, have switched. So there is a greater understanding of both roles when we work as a team. There's there's magic that can happen in appreciation for each other.
2: Uh, just laughing, laughing quietly to myself while Sam was sharing his, his story, because I remember so clearly 11 years ago with a not yet two-year-old in the house and two older siblings that had to be fed, got to school, dressed, constant taken care of during the day and I had a bit over a month while my wife was, was working full time, but she was the only breadwinner at that stage. Um while I sought a, another visa um sponsor. Um that, that was probably nearly as harrowing as losing my job was being being wrenched out of the African male consciousness of you're the provider, leave all the family domestics to the woman in the house. And there I was having to do all of this and not having a clue how to do it.
0: It's crazy that we say what's a woman's role and what's a man's role. When you, when you look at child development and you see just how important the male relationship is with their sons and daughters and how important and essential their presence is in the home, Or that male presence, that father role doesn't have to be the biological father, but that male presence, it shapes a lot. And, you know, what you're both sharing is the realisation when you are at home of just, um, you know, maybe how we've been brought up to think that it's not your role and therefore you've missed out on some precious time. We
2: need to be blunt here, Lucy, and, and actually call it for what it is. The world is a complete setup. The way our lives are and the way we're we're brought into the world as as youngsters and taught and, you know, shown how life is to be, it's an absolute crock. It doesn't work. It's mm. you know, it 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 really doesn't. And Sam and I have both experienced that and and thankfully seen through the other side, and as I say from my experience eleven years ago, what is shifted hugely for for us as a as a family unit is that um my wife and i share the the life's responsibilities it's not that one has one role and one has another we're, we're all in it together and we've all got to muck in and and do our bit to contribute um children too you know they, they can't just sit back and be left to be Powerless, useless children that are just there to play—they've—they've they've got to muck in and do their bit around the house and and where they can uh, contribute, they need to. And it's important—it's important for all of us to to have that to have that purpose. Um, and and for me, I suppose this is a really big shift for me over the last eleven years, where up until that point of the, the first sort of meltdown that I had, um, my purpose was just that, like Sam has described beautifully, was to to be the male provider and nothing more. Basically give them everything they need to do to get on with their lives and keep out of the way and don't get caught up in the mess of that. Um, to to recognising now that we... Yeah, we're, we're, we're very much, our, our purpose is, is to, be, to be in humanity, to be part of humanity, to be all working together as one for, for the benefit of one another. We can't, we can't be, we, we, we're just, life doesn't work if we operate as silos and we're all in it for our own personal peace that we want out of it. And invariably you're wanting that peace out of it at someone else's expense. Mm. But we're okay as long as we get our peace, the hell with everyone else. And that's what I was showing eleven years ago is that the hell with everyone else in their roles is a very uncomfortable wake-up call when you get thrown into it.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty much what Sam was saying about those the greed that feeds mm. the need to um, focus on your finances and your money and, and bringing as much in as you can, which then gives you that tunnel vision that stops you seeing how you are so valuable in other areas of your life, the emotional and the, and the social areas that they should have equal balance.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm sitting here today in in a position like I was 11 years ago um, going it, it's, it's almost like I, I have a blank slate in front of me now and I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it unfolds as to, as to what canvas I'm given to work on next. It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a preconceived idea this time around that it has to be any particular way. I don't know where I'm needed right now and, and I, I need to be patient in finding out, as you said earlier, you know, go and find the glove that fits. Go and explore and and see and yeah, I look forward to that process.
0: Sam, you were saying that you've discovered other industries, other areas. Yes,
1: yeah. Look, I, I've uh, my background is, is accounting and finance, but um, lived engineering. So because I have managed and developed and started businesses from scratch and and grew them and raised them up and in in some cases sold them off Um, i can really my skill set is is managing developing businesses so i'm looking at areas with in that field or automation um, and i can handle basically anything and what i've come to realise is actually how valuable I am and the skill sets I have, which um, was probably one of my weaknesses. I thought I could never do anything and that was certainly something that you learn very quickly when, you, when everything went a bit pear-shaped is, oh, what do I do? I've never actually done anything, you feel. Um, and you feel that, oh, no one will ever employ me or I'll never be able to... Run my own business or do another job because I actually have no specific skill set. I wasn't sitting down doing clerical work. I wasn't sitting down doing um, engineering work. I was I was a problem solver. Basically, I just fixed problems and uh, and dealt with new <laughs> new stuff. and uh, And you realise actually how valuable that is um, for many companies, but. Part of what's interesting for me during that period is a relocation just before all this happened, or during while this was happening, um, because it was unexpected and and I was uh, looking to expand the business at the same time with uh, government grants and things that we got approved and to build manufacturing in, in another location. And so at the same time as all this happened, I, I had relocated. So it's, it's a whole world of change all at the same time. But uh, probably, thankfully, I did. Um, just kept going through with it because it's changed. But uh, the location I live now is obviously work is a lot more, uh, not, not quite as um, present because I don't live in the cities anymore. And so it's, it's finding where that, uh, that niche is. But it's um, something else that I'll mention that came up that, that Greg said was uh, just about life before and, and I just reflect on coming home, you know, when you're working so hard and your, your focus is on, on providing and, and that's what you think you have to do. And, and, yeah, I was very much, well, I provide everything for the family, so um, you should sure all be happy. Expensive schools and things like that. Um, and you'd get home, but you'd be exhausted. So you weren't actually at home when you're at home for the family either. And I think that's important for a lot of people is that sometimes they, the work is so draining that, uh, or, or travel or whatever. You now, I used to get home from overseas trips and you'd just be exhausted for a couple of days. And so you weren't actually spending the time that you could spend with the family. You weren't actually there anyway. And so the family would go on with their own day-to-day lives. And I think that's important for a lot of people, is to reflect and and look at how you're balancing things.
0: Sam, I think you bring us full circle back to the, um, the worth as well that comes up with that, because you mentioned there's that sense of what is the point of living. Um, which actually comes up a lot for men who are faced in this situation with a major shift in their role. and some don't feel that they can see their way through that because everything has changed so much. they also feel in that moment the detachment from their family because they haven't been present. everything that you're saying they haven't been present so they become aware of that and and perhaps misinterpret that distance as as people not caring.
1: Yeah, you feel that um, nobody wants you um, because your family is going on with their own life and you expect them to stop and feel sorry for you or support you. But they've been carrying on with their own their own world. You could say uh, for so many years that you know, that they go on and you feel this guilt because you think you still have to provide for them and suddenly you can't. Now, there's a number of ways to turn. You can turn to alcohol, which is a obviously a very short-term fix and then probably takes you further away from where you need to be. Um, Obviously, drugs um, will do the same thing and then pulls you more away from the family and then family usually breaks apart and, and does that and then you get it further down. Uh, Or you basically take your life, and um, yeah, all those scenarios I I have empathy and understand how people can get so low um, to off self worth, and and, um, but it's all self. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. um, it's, It's not about people and others. It's all about you, and. That doesn't,
0: that's not the way. I've seen a number of situations where there's been that desperate attempt to, to regroup and to find the cash and and people have gone down the gambling road as well. And that again is one of those really deep, deep tunnels that ends up with again, feeling like you're letting people down because it's designed, the whole system is designed for you to lose. And it seems that the only way to draw a line is to go to absolute honesty, let yourself feel fragile, vulnerable, and actually ask for help.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And the more you talk about it, the more you let your emotions out um, eventually, the, the easier it is, the the biggest thing for males is to, and I'm sure it's many females, but I can only speak from a male because I'm in a male body right now, um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that we don't talk and we don't, don't uh, explain. We keep a lot of stuff bottled up and, and because that's letting down our guard and our honour and um, the picture of what a male needs to, needs to be and to heal you need to let that down and
0: open up to others amazing
2: just to add to what sam has shared is to know that we are worth it we are stupendous beings and we are we are so much more than we allow ourselves to to believe we are and we really are worth it
0: we really are it seems to me that when i reflect on what has been shared just in this episode that the the warning signs were there all around that something needed to change whether it was emotional whether it was um, in the setup of your home life or your work life there were warning signs that that something it wasn't sustainable in one way or another and that the when it does come down that opportunity to reassess makes you reassess everything um, including where you live how you live what you need to live and as much as COVID-19 is such a um, a pause for some. It has actually increased workload for others so that they don't have capacity or don't feel like they have capacity because they're working so hard to either upskill or upgrade or um, maintain the business. But in all of it... In the we are being offered eleven years after the global financial crisis, another worldwide pause to reflect and consider if the way we've been traveling is supporting us as a as a human being, as a family, as a community, as a country, as a society, as a humanity. It it seems to be were uh, another opportunity to go from the micro to the macro would how do you both feel about about that
2: my my observation um, within our family within myself within the sphere of influence that I have is that there's you're absolutely right Lucy, there's there's a there's a calling for us to to really simplify and it expands on what sam was sharing earlier you know we we think we have to provide and not only provide but continue to you know magnify what what we're providing it's we life's not simple, and it's not set up for us to keep it simple, so that burden of providing is 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 made exponentially more more difficult by the wants of society and what we think our needs are um whereas this pause that you speak about in in this current current moment that we're in, really is offering an opportunity for us to reflect on what really matters. What really does matter in life, and what is the fluff? Um, and we've we've certainly found that you know our normal monthly spend is far less than what it what it normally has been. Um, and yeah, that's that's an interesting interesting reflection.
0: Mm. And Sam, any guidance or advice for people who are really trying to keep their heads above water in their business?
1: Um, that's a very interesting question. Depends on everyone's circumstances. And look, there'll be people fighting and throwing everything back into the business because that's what they feel is the most important thing in the world. That's probably one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life as a business person. um, What do you do? You know, do you all these pictures and all these things that life and society puts on us, what people think, what, what do you do next? you know do I have enough money do I have this or do I say it's just enough it's going to kill me so you have to make a um, a decision and then once you've made that decision you just you work with it and you embrace it be it a good one or a bad one but embrace with it and and continue but either way there's a lot of stress um, certainly walking away from a business, there's a massive amount of stress. There's no golden rule. You've just got to, you've got to see what's important at the end of the day and, and reflect and, and look at your family, look at your community and look at your life as well. Are you, uh, are you offering all the people around you as good a reflection as, as what is possible and what's, what's available? Um, or is it all about self, and then that will crush you.